This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is none other than Mark Ziegler of the San Diego Union-Tribune. Mark, thank you for calling us. We might not have been able to get in contact with you if you didn't. That's okay. I got a phone, too, so... I can call. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Mark, I, I'm so interested to hear some of the behind the scenes of this uh, not so secret UCLA San Diego State kind of scrimmage that went on behind the scenes. Sounds like it was a pretty good showing for the Aztecs against a very good UCLA team. It sounds like it. I mean, I don't get a go. No one gets to go, but they can talk about it now. And so I, I, I talked to Coach Dutcher, I've talked to a bunch of assistants about it just get a feel. I talked to some people from UCLA. I know who were there just get a feel. And everything, everybody kept coming back to me and saying, uh, this was like a sweet 16 game. It was high, high level. It was intense. It was physical. Uh, it was, you know, veteran players, grown men just banging. And there were a lot of fouls and it was rough and, and all that, but it was a, it was an intense game. And, uh, you know, and they played it pretty close. So, uh, you know, and there are little things that you, it's hard to draw conclusions from the from the final result because there are things that happen like everyone played, or you know there was a particular matchup like San Diego State worked on where they just had one person guard another guy, whereas in the game they might have switched it, right. or they didn't run this offensive play because they want to kind of save that one back. So there's little things like that, um, but you could get a feel that these are both very very good teams. Let's just uh, try to get to the bottom of these secret scrimmages that aren't secret anymore, Mark. How did they come about? How long has all of this been going on in secret? Because I know it's, it's only been the last few years that you've been kind of talking about this stuff. So, like, is the NCAA just going to eventually say, hey, every team can play one secret scrimmage and just put it on put it on top of the table for a change? Yeah, you know, so I think the rule that allows it has been around since, like, the 1970s. But – it probably used to be just, you know, you just went and played the team down the street, you know, because of travel restrictions. Now teams like fly to these things. Uh, and it's, it's only in the last 10 years that San Diego State has really started to take advantage of it. And so they, they've gone up to Stanford a couple times. They played USC a few times. They played UCLA before Mick Cronin was there a couple times. Um, and, I mean, you know, Brian Dutcher doesn't he, – he travels so much to the Mountain West, he doesn't want to really get on a plane if he doesn't have to for a scrimmage. Right. But he also doesn't want to play a team – uh, and I think the reason you're starting to see more high-profile scrimmages is you don't want to play a team that's not going to show you stuff. Um, you want to be exposed in certain areas at a high level to show your team film a week or two weeks out from your opener. And really the only way you can do that if you're a top team is to play another top team. 
And so I think you see a lot of these teams pairing up. Now, what's happened is during COVID, they allowed teams to play a charity scrimmage. Uh, and that started, or actually it didn't start during COVID. It started during the, the fires, I think, um, in, in Oregon, maybe it was, where they allowed them to play a charity scrimmage to go to fire victims, et cetera. And so you start to see some more of these games not behind closed doors to make money. And I think that's the, the wave of the future. I think you're going to start seeing some of these games played like an NFL exhibition just to, as a charity uh, type game. Mark Ziegler joins us here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And, and Mark, um, two weeks away from the opener, four days away from their first um, exhibition game against San Diego Christian. You've seen this team uh, probably more than anybody else. What is the makeup of it? Where what are we looking at as a preview for for this ball club? That's a really good question. It's it's a it's a very veteran team. Like I think their nine man rotation right now is all going to be juniors, seniors, six year senior, fifth year seniors. I mean, just guys have been around and are developed and understand the game. Um, and you could see that through practice all fall. They didn't have to do a lot of the the real basic skill development that's already been done if you don't know by the time you're senior you're probably not learning it and they got to bring the freshmen along and they got to find their way but the freshmen have had to go at warp speed because they're not stopping and slowing down for them um it's uh a team that you know there's it's a lot different than last year and people need to realize that you know when you had darian darian Tremell is going to have the ball in his hands more than anybody else Matt Bradley is now a catch-and-shoot player. He's not get the ball, pound 15 times, lay in the shot clock, and try to figure something out. That's gone. That's a thing of the past. Darian Trammell is running the offense now. And then you have Jaden Ledee, the TCU transfer, who is, is the muscle on this team and is a double-double guy. He had a double-double against UCLA, and, and he'll be a double-double guy almost every night, I think, that, that he doesn't get in foul trouble. Uh, and so – you know, those are two brand-new pieces, and then Matt Bradley's kind of a new player as well. And then you have Micah Parrish coming off the bench, and he's shown some real flashes of being really good. He's been up and down more, more of what you expect from a new guy adjusting. But he is long, athletic, shoots a three, but he also can drive it, uh, and is a really, really good defender, really versatile defender. And then you add in all the other pieces they've had before. But it's a different kind of team, and it just, you know, Jane Liddy just gives them that extra body inside, that strength and that and that uh, just kind of ferocity and energy and, and uh, work ethic that maybe they hadn't had in the last couple of years. Mark Ziegler is with us uh, from the San Diego Union Tribune, covers the Aztecs. I mean, you look at these last few seasons, they've all been great, 23-8 uh, and eight last year, and then 23-4 uh, and four previous to that. And, uh, of course, they had the undefeated season for a while that was cut short finally by the COVID thing. They ended up 30-2. and two. Yeah, without being able to predict it, Mark, I mean, which of these teams are we looking at this year? I mean, does this have a chance to be close? To, I mean, can I can I get that excited, or do I have to wait and see for another 30-2 and two type thing? Well, the difference is that 30-2 and two team is, uh, you know, they had a couple tough games early, but just one or two, they got through those, and then they, the, the schedule got soft, and they just rolled the 26-0. and 0. And the Mountain West was a little down. And, and so this team could be, you know, on paper, could be as good as that team. I don't think they have a Malachi Flynn, but, you know, they, they're a very good team, uh, very, very deep. But the difference is that this team plays such a hard schedule early. So, you know, the first six games out of the gate, I mean, there's no team in the country playing anything close to this. And, you know, going to Maui where five teams are ranked out of the eight there and another one's getting, getting votes. Um, you know, expecting to go 3-0 in that is, I mean, really? You know, you're going to beat all those teams. Um, 
you know, they got to go play at Stanford. Stanford's really improved, and they got one of the best young players in the country who's probably going to be a lottery pick next year. Um, you know, BYU is always a tough game. Fullerton went to the tournament last year. That's the opener this year. So I, I think this team, to sort of answer your question, could potentially be in that caliber, um, but it's not going to have that record. It's not going to be 26-0. and I mean, if they get through Maui and they're undefeated, then watch out. But I, I don't, you know, it's, that's, that's asking a lot. So I, I, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a team maybe take a couple losses early, maybe even drop out of the top 25. But as the season goes on, they're going to get better and better and better, figure themselves out. And if they, if they really can click in terms of chemistry like that 30-2 and two team did, when they get to February, they're going to be very, very good as long as they stay healthy as well. That, that's, that's the question that I think remains for – um, the Aztecs, right? Uh, they have gotten to this point pretty consistently every single year. If they can stay healthy, I mean, is is this the team that helps them take that further, that next step, right? We start talking Elite Eight, Final Four. I mean, the Sweet Sixteen has been that had the the, the high mark uh, for the, for this um, for this school. Can this team? I think is the question. I think Chris is asking this. Can this team? get beyond that do they have that type of potential do they have that type of depth yeah there's no doubt they have that type of depth they have the potential yes they have that potential but there's so many very you know, you're talking there's 350 teams in division one yeah. uh how do you know i always say you don't know what you have as a team until you take your first loss how do they react do they point fingers do they work harder uh and they're so deep that you know i had one person i talked to said man i, I you know that could be a problem I mean, yeah, are you can be yeah. able to keep everybody happy. And, you know, right now they are happy and they are a team and they're all committed. But you take a couple losses and maybe players think I should be playing more, I should be shooting more. I mean, that's just natural. That's human nature. How does that work yourself out? And they, and they put themselves in a position where they probably will take a few early losses and maybe drop out of the top 25. Uh, they could be 3-3 three and three over the first six games and still be a really, really, really good team. But, you know, will there be pressure from the outside? Uh, because they've they've accepted the expectations and embraced them and even kind of pumped them up a little bit. So what's going to happen? You know, what are fans going to do? What's the, what's the reaction going to be if they take a bad loss somewhere along the line? Uh, and so, but potential-wise, yes, they have a potential to really do something. But once you get to the tournament, it's all matchups. And, and you know, the trick with the tournament is you have to just keep going there year after year. You know, Kansas won it last year. That not, might not have been Kansas' best team in the last yeah. five or even ten years. But they always are in position that if they get hot at the right time and get the right matchups, they can do something. And then that's, that's what San Diego State's become. They're just waiting for that year. They, they kind of catch fire. Um, and you put yourself in position enough times, one of those years you're going to break through. It might not be your best team. This team is better than the last two teams, but it might lose in the first round also. You just don't know. You mentioned that, that first six games, you know, Fullerton, Brigham Young, Stanford, Ohio State, possibly Arizona, Cincinnati. Who of those is the toughest of the six, you think? Well, I, I think the Stanford game is going to be trickier than people think. On paper, San Diego State should be able to win that, but Stanford's, you know, it's a weird environment. They don't draw a lot of fans, um, and they've got some good players, and, you know, you're, you're, coming, you're, you're coming off a, a game against BYU, and, yeah. you know, who knows? Uh, you're looking ahead to Maui. I think that's going to be a tricky game. Uh, and then um, the second or third game in Maui, I mean, Ohio State obviously is going to be hard. They're a new team. I think San Diego State's going to have a little bit of an advantage. They're going to play nobody before they get to Maui. This is going to be their first 
um, really tough games. San Diego State have already played three of them, and so they're going to be ready to go. I think they're going to have an advantage in that game because of that. But Arizona's very good, and if you get past, you know, even all four teams either side of that bracket, are, you know, your third game in Maui is going to be a real tough one. I mean, you've got Creighton, Arkansas. Those are both top ten teams. Louisville, which is vastly improved. Wow. Texas Tech, also ranked. So you're going to play one of those four teams on your third day. So uh, they're going to play. And Cincinnati is the you know everyone's looking at it as being the worst team in that tournament. They're really improved, and people are saying they could be an NCAA tournament team this year. So you're going to play three games in three days against really good teams, and and uh, uh, that's going to be where the, the real tough, tough sledding is going to happen. Yeah, iron sharpens iron. Sounds like uh, <laughs> sounds like that's what. Well, you know, we'll, the only reason he said the Stanford game is going to be tough. Because he went to Stanford. He's got to stick up for his team, man. There you Mark go. I'm not a big fan of Jared Haas. I'm not a big fan of their program, but I just, it's a weird place to play. And, <laughs> you know, they're, it's weird when you're a ranked team and you go in the building and you, you don't have a lot of fans. You're kind of going, wait a minute, but we're ranked. We're, we're you know, you're coming to see us. What? And, and it's dead atmosphere. It's hard sometimes to play when you're used to always playing. Like everywhere they go in the Mountain West will be the biggest game of the year, the largest crowd. The white out, the red out, the blue out, the, the gray out, whatever it is, will be that night. And they're used to that. And when you all of a sudden get that curveball, that change up, it's just weird. And so that's why I think that's going to be a, that could be a trap game. Well, Mark, you certainly got me excited for, for some Aztec hoops. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking during the course of the season for sure. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one other thing, too. The, the reason to get excited, too, is this is not going to be the uh, the Brady Hoke uh, offense. This This team actually is running. I mean, they scored 87 points against UCLA. That's seven more than they scored any game last year and, and 22 over what they averaged. They are running, and mm. that's been the emphasis since the beginning. And so I think fans are going to be a lot more excited and engaged because the tempo is going to be a lot higher. Yeah. Uh, so that's something else to be excited about. That certainly will be a change in pace. This has been a defensive-minded uh, program for quite some time. You've had some, some show and go to it. That, that could be a lot of fun. Thanks, Mark, for coming on. All right. Talk to you guys. Bye. Mark Ziegler there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Business today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 